0: Welcome to episode number 32 of the Society Live podcast. Today's conversations with Al, we're going to be discussing the structure to building a business. If you've ever wanted to build a business, this is my personal philosophy of How I've adapted and built my gym from 2014 to what it is now this is my structure my exact methods that I've used to build this thing up so if you find some truth to it you find maybe resonates with you please apply to your life or your business if you are trying to currently build one or you want to build one in the future this is just a great stepping stone for just identifying what it is that you need to be doing so I'm just gonna list out these five key points to building your business or I should, yeah, building your business and starting your business. Now it's going to be your job to maintain it and continue to make it flourish. These are just five steps that you need to actually get to start, get started doing it, and then continuing to build upon it, build upon it, and building compounds uh, or think of compound interest. So continue to build upon that sense. So. Structuring of any business. Now I'm gonna also use my gym as an example. So I'll continue to kind of as I go through each step, it'll be explaining the process of why I did this, how I did that, and then the next step. So I'm just gonna use my gym as that real life scenario for it. Okay, now the first thing I want you guys to start out with is you're going to need this is the five phases to any business. The first step is gonna be your value creation now once again this is all terminology that I've kind of pulled that I really liked that I really resonated with me that I have applied personally to my business which is it's it's working right now so first phase of this is going to be your value creation and what your value creation is is your vision plus your product so the vision You wanna start with that first. My vision was I wanted to have a gym in 2014. It wasn't clear at that point. I had to actually kind of refine it as I owned the gym. Um, So about 2016 is when a vision became actually more clear to me about the gym itself. So I always knew prior to, I did want a gym. So the vision is the gym. That's what it is. The product is going to be what you're delivering within the gym. So once again, this is all my kind of experiences and this is my, the gym is the personal example. So the product is the coaching. It's gonna be what's out on the floor because that's what drives the gym is the coaching. It's not the supplements, it's not the, the apparel, it's none of that other stuff. That's just all stuff that can be added in, but the main product is your coaching. So the coaching, the workouts, Anything that's deliverable on the workout floor, that's the product. Now with the product, you want to constantly be refining it. So it's going to always change. Who knows what CrossFit's going to be at in three more years. We saw where it was at in 2014, where it's kind of gone up. This is my personal opinion. Plateauing could potentially go down. So what are you going to do to pivot and uh, make a different product, make it more enjoyable for your people? So... That goes hand in hand, and that's your value creation. That's phase number one. Phase number two is your value delivery, and that is going to be your operations. So how do you run an effective group class, or how do you run an effective personal coaching session? Case in point, you could just start with personal training, as they would do at some of the other bigger box gyms meaning like 24-hour fitness, EOS, but what could you do to take it one step further and make it better? So what we've done is we've adapted a personal coaching model. So it's personal training, but a more in-depth approach to the personal coaching or personal training sessions with encompassing group fitness classes and personal training sessions and your personal nutrition. So that's one different area so what's the operation for that like what's the what's the procedures for it what does the coach need to do that kind of stuff how do you run an effective group class so we've changed our flows of group classes over the years it could be starting at the whiteboard and going over the workout or it could be starting yourself on a group warm-up there's studies that say people think clearer, or they think better or they're able to remember things if they're already kind of get the blood flowing Then the brain is able to remember what the workout is in this scenario so we've played around with do we want to do this or do we want to do that so option a would be meeting at the tvs option b would be starting in a warm-up playing around with the group classes what is the procedure for it so these operations for the most part stay the same but some of them we try to evolve and make better the other one would be what's your operation for whenever someone walks into the door so operations What's a point of sale system look like? All that kind of stuff. Three, and this is the hardest one. This is the hardest one for me. This is the hardest one for most CrossFit gym owners that I see. A lot of people struggle with this is the marketing. And what marketing people automatically associate with with CrossFit gyms is they need to advertise and pay for advertising, which I believe and I don't believe that to be true because you're almost building a culture of people And if you try to have an influx of people too soon, your impact on the community and the culture might be a little bit harder versus actually growing it organically. Now, if you're trying to sell shoes or if you're trying to sell something that's tangible, like you can pick it up and throw it or smell it, maybe add a little bit more advertising in there. But when it's dealing with people, almost at a communication level, it's a little bit harder, in my opinion, to do some form of paid advertising with it. Now, I could be wrong. Maybe we just didn't find that perfect form of paid advertising for it, but what has worked for me is the organic growth for it. Now, we'll do different forms of advertising, but we'll keep it very, like, there's no money into it. It's maybe, like, email campaigns or something like that that we've just used different kind of words or pictures, but there's no paid behind it. There's a lot that goes into this marketing thing. Marketing is going to be almost like your, think of your 5% of the business. So if your business is 100%, 95% of it's going to be all this other stuff that I'm talking about. Marketing is like maybe the 5%. So it's the attention to the details. That's like your branding. That's part of marketing. So one thing that I go crazy about is if the kettlebells aren't straight versus all scattered and thrown around. Another one is it looks like people try building pyramids out of dumbbells on the racks. That drives me crazy. So the attention to details, that's part of marketing, the medicine balls. I try hard. Medicine ball labels facing forward. I like to see the numbers. I like everything clean and organized. The gym is clean. Is it structured? Is it laid out perfectly? Now, there's there are faults in my gym. There are faults in everyone else's. I'm a perfectionist, unfortunately, but that's That's part of marketing is the branding, the 5%, the attention to detail, that kind of stuff. What else is included in that is your social media, and it doesn't need to be paid advertising, but what kind of social media presence do you have? I'm not a social media pro by any means, but social media needs to be a part of it for this kind of day and age. I do think people need to see what it is that you're kind of putting out, uh, content, what kind of YouTube videos, what what kind of podcasts are you putting out? Does it kind of streamline that kind of stuff? So... Marketing is a big thing. It's not just advertising. Advertising like I said can be included in it but I don't actually have too much attention right now on advertising and if I were to go down that road I personally would hire for it because I'm not good at it. Fourth thing on this phase is your sales. This is another tricky subject is because people think that whenever it comes to sales it's like selling like used cars or just car salesmen in general. So it's it's harder with sales, but what I have found that works best is what kind of an impact or an influence can you make on that individual as they come in through the door? And it's not in a condescending way at all, but what kind of a positive impact can you make on that individual? How is it that what you have, what your product is, how can you almost, and like I said, this isn't condescending, we're not influencing them in a bad way which people do do but how do you influence them in a positive manner that's how the sales process works at least for me and how i teach it to the coaches here is that's we want them to believe that this is will work for them and it's almost kind of like a law of attraction thing it's once you believe it and see it in your mind you're rewiring yourself to do it and then you have your process of oh i can actually see this great let's do it let's sign up that kind of thing. It's not making false big promises. That kind of thing. So I believe that there needs to be some sort of a positive influence for sales of a passion. Um, and if you're just naturally passionate about it, it's going to be a little bit easier. Um, but I also do think the, depending on the leadership qualities of the individual selling them, might have an influence on the person as well. So those are just my two cents on it. And then the last part of this, which a lot of CrossFit gyms I know struggle with this, um, is finances. So obviously you wanna get to a business where it's cash flowing. But you have your metrics, and then I put scale next to it. Now, not a lot of gyms or not a lot of people have the vision to scale. I personally, for this particular business, do not. So if there was one going to be scale from it, I would hire someone to bring that scale up. But every part of the business, and I wasn't perfect at this, and I'm still not, and I'm getting better at it. But every business needs to know the metrics, to know the finances, because if you don't even know where your gym is at... Or business is that number wise? How the hell are you gonna make any progress or know you're gonna be in business or not? So what I've done and I struggled with this, wasn't even up until about two thousand sixteen till I actually started identifying numbers correctly. So you have it's almost like you gotta look at it most people fear looking at their bank accounts for what their business is doing. You gonna to have to project out well, you should know what the gym should be or your business should be making that month projected wise and then you can kind of do the math figuring out what you're gonna be making, what not, expenses, fixed costs, all that kind of stuff. But that's part of your metrics. That's almost a weekly, if not daily thing you need to do. It's not just a one time a month thing, just look at your P&L to make sure everything's going okay, which you could do and I've heard people do it and it sounds great, it sounds like they're working it but maybe they also have and what they're not saying is somebody else is obviously looking at this because you can't just run a business on in the back of your mind thinking oh it's gonna be okay which it is gonna be okay hopefully but you probably should keep an eye on it too so but just keep good faith on it too so and scale scale meaning you want to go up or grow upscaling. so like i said my vision kind of holds it at a little bit there and if we wanted to upscale i would hire someone for it at that point um i want i would like i said i want the vision or the scale I would just delegate that out. That's something that I I don't think interests me at that time, or at this time. One key point that I wanted to bring up, and this is a fault that I think, I don't know about most business owners, but I know for sure CrossFit gym owners from the few that I've interviewed, is delegate what you do not like, or you're not good at. So CrossFit, always has that notion of work on your weaknesses. So everyone thinks that they need to work on their weaknesses, well, that notion, because it's always kind of ingrained in them, they probably think about it subconsciously and they know, okay, well, I know that I struggle with finances, for instance, but I'm still gonna take the time to actually get better at it. Well, at that point, you're forcing yourself to do it, and how likely are you to actually do that? You probably should delegate it. And so most CrossFit gym owners struggle with delegation. You need to delegate what you're not good at or what you don't like. Essentially, you wanna fire yourself from the position. Get someone that's better at it than you. Uh, You're not gonna be good at everything. Now, that's not to say that you shouldn't try to get better at your finances, because you definitely should. But first, if you can afford it, and if you think the business can handle it, you should probably hire someone that's better at it than you, like your bookkeeping. Most people, I know, I'm not good at it. I hired a bookkeeper. Most people don't really know how to do it, but if you really love that kind of stuff and geek out about it, but you don't like doing programming, for instance, hire someone for the programming. And it frees up so much time and alleviates a lot of stress too. So, um, yeah, delegate what you don't like or you are not good at. I hope a lot of this made sense. I know I kind of ran through it quickly, uh, but this is my five phases within a business that work now I'm also currently testing this model out with my podcast platform and then I'm going to test it out with a, an additional thing that I plan on doing off to the side so this is what has worked for the gym then what you want to do is just continue to refine it and tweak and you want to continue to grow from there you don't just want to stay content at one thing it's gonna get boring um, a lot of burnout happens from that point so you want to continue to grow so like I said and I know this about myself if we wanted to grow up I would hire somebody delegation it's okay to let go and surrender let people have the trouble with that word surrender like me so now I'm trying to be more vocal about it surrender um, thank you guys for listening this is episode number 34 of the society life podcast have a lovely day